Hey everybody, it's Alan. Uh, so I've got an announcement to make about a little contest we're running. If you want to win a $20 eShop gift card and a Retro Reset t-shirt, specifically the Welcome to the Year 1990X shirt that we have on our Teespring right now, uh, you can enter to win by leaving us a review on iTunes. That's completely it. Uh, first place will win a $20 eShop gift card to the game vendor of their choice and a Retro Reset t-shirt. And second place will get the same t-shirt as well. Even if you don't have an iDevice, like an iPhone or an iPad, you can still enter to win by making an iTunes Store account and leaving a review on the show. Just visit bit.ly forward slash retro reset and leave a review by June 30th and you're done. Thanks everybody for your support and enjoy the show. Dragonia has arisen. Darkness will consume the world unless the Holy Goblet is taken from the dragon's vile talons. You are Tricar, a brave swordsman chosen by the villagers to rescue them from eternal doom. Bravely enter Dragonia Castle. Uncover a vast array of weapons and magic with their uses revealed as you journey upward through ever-changing mazes. But be forewarned, there are no maps to aid you since you'll never see the castle the same way twice. You're on your own. Especially when it comes to paying for your funeral. Those villagers that are sending you in ain't going to help you a bit. You're on your own. You come out like... of there dead, they're just going <laughs> to put you in a ground with a rock unless you got some money to pay for that shit. Capitalism, man. Capitalism. That's... Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, princess. A reputation. Now you're playing with power. Superpower. Sonic 2 handles stubborn stains. Embarrassing bald spots, no problem. Warning. Incoming game. Two best friends get sent back to the year 1990X. Now they have to play games the old school way. No guides, no internet. No, no way! This is the Retro Reset Podcast. Call in game tips at 747-21-RESET. That's 747-217-3738. Ask your parents for help. Hello everybody, welcome back to Retro Reset, the podcast where we're resetting our video game brains and rediscovering the worlds of gaming for ourselves no guides no internet no way, no way i'm al jenkins i'm kamikaze <laughs> oh is this a competition to see who can say their name faster no i don't think so, I'm I, I think I, I think i can say my name faster Alan G. well i don't think pretty, I'm look i'm pretty sure i'm faster than you man okay I'm just like, <laughs> you're not even saying words now just Ask quoting no pronunciation man you're just quoting <laughs> pronunciation manual at this point maybe What's wrong with that? I'm going to say I won the name, uh, the fast name contest, and you're a stinky loser. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. This um, is this is this is for you. Oh. That's how it's going to be. Yeah. That's how it's going to be. Okay. You know it's no. going to weaponize these sound effects that we have now. Yeah, especially <laughs> considering the fact that you have a control of the soundboard. That's true. That's true. cheating <laughs> beastard. That's pretty you, unfair. I guess yeah, so. It's like but, you have uh, the power to, to humiliate me with sounds. Yeah, you know. And, but and you that's could really use your powers I, for good. You could use your powers for good, Alan, remember. That's true. You could be like, that's, I made a good point, and then you could play good point music. Mm. Uh, Kyle, you made a, a really good point there, and I'm going to yeah. say that. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> not what that means. And now it's over. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Fine. You know what? You know what? I'm, I'm gone. See you later. <laughs> Kyle's leaving the podcast. He's fired. <laughs> um, okay, guys. So Retro Reset uh, is a podcast where we play a video game 
every month and try to play it without internet guides or outside help other than help from our friends, uh, the manual, uh, maybe a can of Surge, uh, soft drink, and of course, help from the uh, listeners. Uh, you guys can call in to 747-21-RESET in order to call in your tips and tricks or your memories about a game. You can text us, you can call us, you can email us, and we will possibly play it on the show. Not tonight, because nobody called in. <laughs> oh, you are you doing a bit where you actually left? I don't know. I'm, I might. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm not, I'm, you know, it's going to take me a lot to bring me back. You're going to have to pay some uh, fat beats. Okay, what, what are you, you going to hear? Because I have a limited selection. Some some fat some fatal fatal fatal. We're, we're gonna say, oh, Kyle came back. Hey, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was trying to go for the fatal labyrinth song, but uh, that'll work too. Oh yeah, well that's you know that is uh, a good point. Today we're playing some fatal labyrinth. Kick out the jams. Yeah, uh, there it is. Yes, yes, yes. Look out, job rule. Oh, it's so Our good. new cats in town. Uh, uh, a little preview of what you'll be hearing if you play Fatal Labyrinth at all. Uh, you'll be hearing that song for hours and hours and hours. Yes. It has a couple of good after tracks. You, even after you finish playing it, you'll still be hearing it in your brain. Stim. That's true. The song definitely sticks with you. Um, so uh, if you uh, haven't been with us before, uh, we play a game every two weeks, um, like I said. Uh, and just to let you know what we're playing next week so you can send in your tips... What are we playing, Kyle? Super Mario World. In my opinion, spoiler alert. You just don't have to listen to the next episode anymore. Spoiler alert. I think it's the best uh, 2D Mario ever made. I think it's better than Mario 3. I think it's definitely better than New Super Mario Brothers. Don't at me. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, as far as 2D platformers go, I'm not going to contest that. I say 3 is a close second for me anyway. Same. Uh, But I feel like... Uh, we we shouldn't talk about it. We shouldn't talk about it. We got another show to do today. But if That's you want true. to send in your tips and tricks for uh, Super Mario World, so, please do that. Uh, we're going to be recording here in about two weeks. Um, to, well, uh, probably a week for us. But we'll we'll post about it on on Twitter. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so make sure to send in those tweets, those emails, or those voicemails if you want and them to be played. On the what's show. that phone number they can call? Seven four seven twenty one reset. Seven four seven twenty one reset. That's toll cool free. I still don't know the number. It's it's reset. Yeah. That's the number. Yeah, that's seven, the, the, seven, seven four seven two one seven, R E S E T. Find out what uh, it means to me. Seven four seven three eight, I think. Oh, uh, who knows? Yeah, seven four seven three eight. Boom. I think that's right, no. actually. Uh, so, that's kind of short. Right seven four seven. No, seven four seven three eight is reset. Seven, oh, four, okay, seven, okay. Three, seven, four, seven, seven, three, Whatever. four, eight, yeah, seven, fine, eight. Yes. This is you got confusing. It you got it. You it's got super it. confusing. I'm just going to keep just, screwing just, this up every time we turn the, the recording on. I'm just going to keep messing it up every it. single time. Yeah, every thank time you. I I'm like, yeah, Alan's it's just going to be, it's, it's going to be a bit. Now I'm going to play so. my own soundboard. Oh, set trombone. Yeah, that's that's harsh, man. That's that is harsh. literally the only button I got. Well, that uh, I also have um, the reggae horn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Wow, <laughs> <too bad. That's, laughs> 
that's, that's that, that awful, the dude. worst horn ever. Pretty and truly money back awful. For that. Yeah. that sounds like me just making a dumb noise noise with my voice. That's totally not what's happening. Kyle, you need you need to take that back to the horn store. I don't know. If no you've, kidding. That's I don't know if you've been to the this. horn store. I'm have you ever heard close. of the? Have you been to Oklahoma City to go to the horn store? It's called uh, Miso Horny. Yeah, that's where I got this one. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm not very horny right now. <laughs> I'm pretty pretty upset with my horn. Honestly, uh, I feel like it was a bit of a flaccid performance. Yes, it was. <laughs> I really don't think it, I don't think it stood up at all. Um, uh, <laughs> I'd say you know they drove a other, hard bargain uh, uh, too. Other other penis joke even. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> this penis joke is that PG thirteen penis joke? Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's fine. PG thirteen. You guys, you thirteen year olds, know what penises are. I mean, I hope so. At that point in your life, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, oh my god! All right. So uh, again, if you want to uh, talk to us about Super Mario World, you know, get with us on those uh, social meds or on that phone number. Uh, but this week we're playing a little ditty. Oh wait! Oh, I have something to tell the listeners. Are you ready? Yes. Well, too bad. I'm not ready. Oh, okay. Well, at least I know one of us is ready. <laughs> Fill time. Fill time, Kyle. Um, so uh, the sun is really hot. It's really big, and it's actually running out of, like, is it helium? that run- oh, We're running out of helium. It's hydrogen's burning. Oh, yeah. Party City got closed down. Yeah, because no, helium there's... is so hard to find. Part- party outlets, man. I'm talking about like Party City and all those sort of mm-hmm. like party stores. Yeah, stores. Par- party, They're all party going City. out of business. Yeah, they're losing like 47 stores uh, in Party City. Yeah, because um, helium is so rare now. Sam and I found that out the hard way um, when we went to Party City for my birthday party. And we were like, let's let's do this right. We're doing like a Star Wars theme party. And we, we're like, let's get a bunch of like kids, you know, party favors and balloons and stuff. And they're like, we can't fill it up with helium. There's a shortage. You can go to research, but it'll be expensive. <laughs> How much does it? What do they fill it with instead? They don't. They just don't. Oh. They just gave us a bunch of deflated balloons for 20% off. Mm. And we never we never filled up some of them because they're not fillable by mouth. You can't actually Oh, yeah, like those tinfoil ones? Yeah, yeah, the oh, Mylar yeah. balloons. Well, um, can't, isn't argon lighter? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, I'm not really sure. I, I think that's a noble gas, right? I don't, I'm, like, I don't know anything anyway, about science. This so is a chemistry cast. The, the point I was trying to make to fill yeah. time is that someday the sun will run out of hydrogen and go supernova and kill everybody. So nothing really matters. Nothing really matters. No. Yeah. Yep. I so heard, also, I heard uh, that our sun. I heard that our sun can't go supernova. It's not big enough. I heard that it it won't go supernova, but it uh-huh. will go into a red giant. I think that's what it was saying. Right. I gotcha. I it's gotcha, going to consume the planet. Yes, eventually Earth will burn up in. Uh, I think the, we'll be dead. The sweet embrace then, of Mother Sun. Oh, that's we'll billions be, of years from now. We will be in like the next. We'll be in Andromeda by then. It's fine. We'll be in the Andromeda galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be in a whole galaxy. Or, or will we be in the Andromeda TV show, the the low rent Star Trek with Kevin Sorbo? Yeah, it was pretty. You know, some you just get tired of beast mastering. You got to go to space. Don't judge him. Yeah. And oh, wait, is he, he, is he Hercules? He's is Hercules. he Hercules or, or Fudge? I thought he was Beastmaster. He might be Beastmaster. I know I Kevin Sorbo. So. Kevin, Kevin Sorbo is definitely, is definitely Hercules. 
Um, yeah, Ke- and he's Kevin's definitely captain something of the of the starship Andromeda. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Did you watch that show? A little bit. I, I wasn't into Star Trek, but I loved Andromeda for some reason. I think I went through this period in my life where I got grounded and I, I just like watched a lot of Andromeda. I don't know why, but I had like a month where I got grounded for something. And then I ended up just like sitting and watching Andromeda every night because I didn't have anything else to do. Well, it's, it's probably because it's more about the Andromeda. Oh, wow. That was... You're going to have to take that back to the pun store. Yeah, yeah. Is that still open? Is that in Oklahoma City? It's, it's right next to me, me so horny. Okay. Yeah, see, I thought that sounded familiar. All right. Yeah, I'll take it there. But yeah, no. I, I Andromeda, I think, is a little bit easier to take in because, uh, you know, all the Star Treks have like a really long, drawn-out story in most cases. Right. Sometimes they'll have like little mini arcs, and it can be pretty easy to pick up and put back down, but it's just like... Andromeda is definitely... as quickly as Andromeda... Yeah, Andromeda is definitely more uh, action heavy. Cast. Yeah, uh, Beastmaster uh, does not have Kevin Sorbo in See, it. I'm an idiot. Right. Uh, Beastmaster st- is starring Mark Singer, and I don't even know who Mark Singer is. Uh, He's but the that's, Beastmaster. That's from the film series. But then there's the American, Australian, Canadian television series, uh, and that features Jackson Rain. Ooh, and I don't, I don't know who Jackson Rain is. I don't recognize any of these actors or actresses. I do, uh, however, see that one person is named Dylan Bierk. And that may not be how you pronounce it, but uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty, uh, it seems like a pretty cool show. American, yeah. Australian, and Canadian at the same time. And Maris Canadian. Yeah. They just picked all of the white countries, except for mm-hmm. Britain. <laughs> yeah. And Sweden. Uh, all right, so you know Kevin Sorbo cast. He was also in Gulliver's Travels. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, this episode. Right, yeah, I'm gonna uh, go pick up uh, my uh, complete series of Hercules and watch it through the sixth time while eating Cheerios. I'm gonna go pick up that weird thing, God's Not Dead, where Kevin Sorbo is a professor who gets convinced that God exists. Okay, that sounds like a fun <laughs> night. Have you ever seen that? No, I have not. It. I've never watched it. I, I will say I've never watched it. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's based on like an, it's one of those movies that's based on an email chain, right? (laughs) Yeah. Where where like, like a kid's having a a discussion with his, uh, professor. Right. And he's like, well, how can God not exist if this, right? And then the professor, you know, has an argument back with him. And then the, eventually the kid proves that God exists and that's the email chain. They made a whole movie about that. That's pretty Um, deep. Yes, after he refuses to disavow his faith, a devout Christian student, Shane Harper, must prove the existence of God or else his college philosophy professor will fail him. And the professor is Kevin Sorbo. So did he, like, in the end, like, fail himself? I guess I'm the one who deserves an F here. And then he just just quits his job. (laughs) Uh, Actually, yes, that's uh, the ending is the one kid succeeds and every other child fails. And then society breaks down because they all realize, oh, crap, that kid realizes that God exists. Oh, no. Ah, We messed up, guys. The movie was too good. Science is wrong. We proved that God existed too hard and now there's not enough churches. Chicken. We're we're just going to have to church. Yeah. Rip. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get a new church's chicken. Yep. R.I.P. Churches. Yeah. Honestly, I would rather have Golden Chick than Church's Chicken any day. It's true. What about Charlie's? Remember Charlie's? 
Charlie's chick. Uh, Charlie's CC. chick in the with the with the uh, the boxing gloves. I think so. The one we had over here. Yeah, we we went to it all the time, and and it's like a, a yeah. cafeteria food. It is. It's gone now. Oh, is it? That does that makes yeah. sense. It was getting super yeah. expensive. So I don't know if anybody else has Charlie's Chicken, but in Oklahoma, there's this chain called Charlie's Chicken. There's still a couple around. I think there's one in Tulsa. Um, but basically, it's like cafeteria fried chicken. Um, you go in, you get like a tray like you're in high school. The rolls are the exact same rolls they serve in high schools. And you get like these chicken nuggets that are really, really good um, for the price. Like they were yeah. really cheap, I guess, is, is the point. And you could get pie and like a, again, like a cafeteria. They had it like in a styrofoam like plate wrapped up. And you could be like, yeah, hey, was, give me give me one of those pieces of, of pie. I, was nothing a, was fresh, but it was yeah. good. It was decent. Yeah, I mean, it was just a super donut away from being an actual cafeteria. I mean, for real. And it, it costs like $6, but then they upped all the prices and it's like, this isn't worth it anymore. Yeah. This isn't Gotta a this, with Chick-fil-A. Yeah, exactly. Well, and every other chicken place that popped up in town. Uh, like, it's true. Uh, there's Zaxby's so and Raising Cane's and KFC and Chick-fil-A and Church's Slim, and Golden Slim Chick. Chicken. Slim chickens. Oh my god! How many friggin' chicken strip places do we need in town? It's Everybody like, has chicken strips. It's like it's either your choices in this town are either chicken or pizza. Yeah, or Mexican. You, there's plenty of Mexican restaurants. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to the Stillwater Cast. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, no, t- we chick- talk about chicken. our hometown. No, we're, we're doing cafeteria-like food reviews. Oh yeah, this is actually right, yeah. We're, we're changing the show to a format where we review, we review my, uh, fast food restaurants. We are not yeah. j- like the report of the week. Uh, we're our own thing. Yeah, we're a little bit lower class than that. I mean, we can't talk that. Yeah, we Let's can't exactly. I, I don't have a good Mid Atlantic a- accent, so I can't do the uh, whole. This is the report of the week. I actually it's pretty good there. It's not bad. Maybe yeah. I can take over for him when he. Passes, a, passes away from eating way too much fast food. Yeah. I don't understand but, how that child stays skinny. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He doesn't eat all of it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's the only food he eats is the ones he records himself eating. And he only, eats he, only he only eats when he's recording one time yep. a day. That sounds about right to me. So, I mean, Maybe that's why he has those big suits. Cereal while I'm taking a shit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> What's he eating? Who nobody knows. Don't tell him, Kyle. Sure he is. Oh, no, I was gonna. Bad. I ruined that episode. You really, really ruined it. Um, yeah. You know, but that that kind of reminds me of how when you eat food in a certain game, sometimes you die. Have yeah. you ever heard of that? Yeah, I think uh, it's a game I played recently. It's really tip my tongue. It's uh, fatal. Labyrinth. Fatal labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yeah. It's back. Oh, it's it's back. back. It's back. It's not going yeah. anywhere, guys. That's right. Go ahead and get us. Go ahead and get us stuck in your head, real quick. Yeah, you take it in. Take it in. And now, going and now it loops again. <laughs> yep. No, it has like a. Oh yeah, it has like a little little. There's a little breakdown where they they stop playing a, all the instruments. It's got a meaty bass riff. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that that song is burned into my head. Fatal Labyrinth for the Sega Genesis. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, funeral. I hope so, because yeah. I'm gonna be at your funeral and I'll be controlling the music. So that's right. 
It's definitely not going to be like as they're lowering you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I Actually, no, uh, no. I'd rather have them. You know that. You know the song it plays or the sound it plays when Sonic's about to drown. They're just oh going to do God. that as they slowly lower me into the ground. You're going to make that a real, real stressful f- funeral for everybody. <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to be like, everyone's going to be grabbing their chairs like, <laughs> oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> Is he going to blow up? What hits down there? What's going on? And it'll be like two people in the crowd would be like, oh yeah, I get it. Wow. He was a cool guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's indisputable. <laughs> They're like stamping their canes on the ground. <laughs> Got him! <laughs> Yeet! <laughs> Oh my god! Why? Why that is everybody was definitely on fleek? Why? Yeah, why man. is everybody referencing fifty-year-old <laughs> memes at your funeral? Because <laughs> that's that's what you do as an old person. Okay, I see. I see. I don't so know. We're, Just the guessing. memes of the memes of this Bro. year and last year are are going to be the ones that everybody says. Uka <laughs> Chaka baby. That's like the first one. Right. First one. Gotcha. We're going to gotcha. be meme lords by the time we're older, right? Absolutely. We're going to know every meme or we're going to get Alzheimer's. I think we, we decided that when we get older, when we're in mm-hmm. retirement homes, our generations in retirement homes, we're all going to be yeah. like watching streams or p- doing streams and like playing Fortnite. Yeah, we'll, we'll catch up at some point. <laughs> yeah. We're too old for Fortnite now, but once we hit a certain age, then we become old enough again. I think there will be a point when our older generation is like that technologically literate to where they can mm-hmm. continue to play like online games to their like mid eighties. Honestly, I probably will. Um, I mean, I don't play a ton of online games anyway, and I'm a retro oh, like, gamer. Not necessarily first, online but, games, yeah, yeah, like old but school it, games. Technologically like people are playing their PlayStation twenties, and you're like, "I'll take my NES, thanks." And you know, they'll have like a they'll have like a PS4 Classic by then. Yeah, it can happen. It's probably going to happen yeah. uh, if people are still enamored uh, with hardware as much as we are today, because um, yeah. that seems to be going the way of the dodo, unfortunately. But Fate Eleventh, oh yeah, Fatal Fate Eleventh. Uh, in order, cast. in order to uh, talk about Fate Eleventh, we have to take a we have to take a trip back, folks. We're gonna have to engage the time circuits. Okay, time circuits on flux capacitor fluxing. Engine running. All right. And we're lightning. back. <laughs> oh crap! We, time. Whoa! I forgot the I forgot the lightning <laughs> and the Wait, other sound well, I mean, effects. <laughs> he didn't need lightning the first time, did he? No, but I think that sound clip is from a particular point in the movie when he does need lightning. But the point is, we don't need lightning because we have plutonium. Yes, that's true. Plenty uh, of don't it. don't come after me, CIA. Um, don't at me. Yeah. Don't so, at me, CIA. Uh, we have transported ourselves back to the year 1991, folks. Fatal Labyrinth, yeah. or I'm going to butcher this, She no Mekyu, <laughs> Labyrinth of Death uh, in Japan, uh, is a roguelike RPG title for the Sega Genesis that was released on November 19th, 1990 in Japan, and then about a year later on August 21st, 1991 in the United States. Um, so some people will dispute this game's status as a proper roguelike video game. Um, I would disagree. I personally disagree as well. I think it is a roguelike. So roguelike. Yeah. We'll 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 discuss it a little bit later. Um, but the uh, Fatal Labyrinth uh, pits the player against thirty randomly generated floors of a dungeon, culminating in a ultimate battle with a dragon. I guess whose name is Dragonia. I found out 
today. I was today years old. In a castle <laughs> that's also yeah. named Dragonia. Castle Dragonia. Dragonia he named castle. it after himself. Yeah, how creative this dragon is. You know, it's he's like, like it's ancient. like Death Adder. Yeah. Yeah, he he's like an ancient entity that has all this time to think of a cool castle name and it's like he pops up and he's like, Oh, Castle Dragonia. <laughs> Alright, peace. Whatever. So, um, so you know Dracula did it. It was cool. Dracula yeah. Castle. Death Adder does it too it. in Golden Axe. His his castle's name is uh, I think Castle Death Adder. I'm pretty sure. Oh come on, guys! I could I could be completely wrong. Yeah, make it like Castle B- Black Doom or something something neat or better castle than Black Doom. Fire rockets. Actually, Castle Black Doom isn't too bad. Yeah, maybe if you spelled it like Black Doom, like B L A C H, to make it sound Germanic, mm. even though that's not German at all, or make it sound like Eldric. Blachdoom. Blachdoom. Or Schwarzdoom. Schwarzdoom. Achtun. Oh, that's German. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's so, attention. Roguelike games are named that because of their relation to the game Rogue, which is a 1980 game uh, that the genre is named for. Um, oh. It's got procedurally, procedurally generated levels. Um, usually has permadeath. Uh, and you have RPG elements in it, but it's not quite a, a traditional RPG. Uh, but you pit yourself against dungeons and stuff like that. Um, the original game had sprite graphics. It was on pretty old computers. So when I say sprite graphics, I don't mean the sprites from something like Fatal Labyrinth where there's color and uh, animation. I mean literal it's like one pixels. sprite. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, I think the original one has a smiley face for the character. And you go around and if... Um, Kyle, if you look at the uh, uh, rogue screenshot here um, in Google Drive, um, breaking the fourth wall here, uh, <clears> you'll see um, if you look at the screenshot from Rogue, it's got a little smiley face, and then there's uh, little dots in the dungeon, and it looks just like Fatal Labyrinth. Or oh, Fatal yeah. Labyrinth looks just like Rogue, except with better graphics. Um, so you can really tell that there's a lot of influence there from Rogue. Um, it's a little bit simpler than most roguelike games of the time, uh, focusing mostly on resource management and relatively straightforward combat. Uh, but most of these games ran on computers with text-based or ASCII graphics or very simple sprites, as it was the case with Rogue. Um, in fact, a lot of them, your sprite would just be a little at symbol. Right? Yeah. That would be your character, would be the at symbol. So ex- think very, very extremely... Um, simple. Uh, but even that year, uh, there was actually a uh, roguelike game that came out, I think, in 1991 or 1992 uh, called Angband. And Angband uh, used text-based graphics. And so even at that time, uh, to my knowledge, nobody else had near the graphical fidelity that Fatal Labyrinth had, um, or Dragon Crystal, which is the uh, master system counterpart to Fatal Labyrinth that uses some of the same graphics. Yeah. Um, but nobody else was doing this. Uh, this, this, to my knowledge, is the first co- home console attempt at a roguelike game, um, along with Dragon Crystal for the Master System, um, which came out uh, almost exactly at the same time. Uh, but it seems to have gone relatively unnoticed due to Sonic and Super Nintendo Fever uh, that yeah, eventually can... would grip the country later that year. Yeah, I can definitely see how it could be overshadowed, unfortunately. It's too bad. Too bad. Well, yeah, it, it comes out in August, but like... I think Sonic either when did, when Sonic came out in 1991 as well. It came out the exact same year, but I can't remember what month. Um, but they came out extremely close to each other. So 
Uh, Fatal Labyrinth didn't really get a whole lot of press. Let's put it that way. Um, so it didn't really see its uh, first release, however, on a ROM cartridge. The game's first appearance was actually an early downloadable title for the Sega MegaNet service. So hmm. Japanese Mega Drive users, uh, Mega Drive being the Genesis uh, in Japan, uh, could download titles using a modem. Uh, so this was, you know, very early digital games. Um, games very were limited Sega? to... Hmm? Was it the Japanese Sega channel? Uh, yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, I guess we eventually got something like that. Um, but it wasn't exactly the same service. This was a little bit, uh, a little bit more primitive. Um, so games were limited to 128k of data. So you couldn't get something like, uh, I don't know. You couldn't get something like NBA jam on this. I don't think, um, no. which I think eventually you did get on Sega channel. There were a lot of different stuff, uh, you could get on Sega channel, but, um, but with every level uh, randomly generated uh, rather than stored in the ROM, the game naturally takes up a little bit less space. So this was sort of a perfect thing for the MegaNet version. Um, so, yeah. you know, you can actually still play the MegaNet version, though. If you oh, own yeah? an, you have to own an import of the Mega CD title, uh, Game no Konzume Volume 2, a CD compilation of MegaNet titles. Uh, huh. It has a few differences from the Genesis version. It has a rearranged version of the intro and game over music, but the music in the game is uh, completely silent throughout the rest of the game. Weird. There's not even any sound effects. Like it's in very... the disc version? Yeah. Like, or is there's it... n- in the disc version, like, there's or... no there's no sound effects, there's no music. Did it have it in the original version? From what I can tell, yes. So I was only able to like, find one video of the MegaNet version, and I'm not sure that it's actually um, real. It does look different from the CD version. It has the Genesis music, um, but it has some differences in the menu. The menu shows up as an overlay, uh, like a transparent overlay over the um, over the action on the screen rather than being sort of a banner at the bottom. Um, yeah. And at the end, when you die, if you don't get any money... Uh, you have just like this really simple wooden cross and a cat comes up and pisses on your grave. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, it might be a dog, but like it was really hard to tell because it's like, you know, filmed on a potato. Um, it's an older so, video. I'll post it. Maybe if, you know, if any of our listeners know, maybe you can enlighten me. Uh, but the MegaNet version is weird. <laughs> so, like, not only you're dead, are you dead? We're gonna we're gonna rub it in your face further by having an animal pee on you. Yes, and because you're poor, an animal yeah. pisses on your grave. You're not worth animal piss for your attempt. To oh my god! Save the world, or you doom the world. So now this animal's gonna pee on you because you know you killed everybody apparently by not getting the sacred gump gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. But That's I couldn't. I couldn't find footage of this anywhere else, so I can't confirm that it's actually real. And I couldn't find a ROM uh, anywhere to try real. it myself. Yeah, I want to believe it's real. Uh, and the cat peeing does show up on the CD version, so I know that part is real. <laughs> That's crazy. That's it's, on the Sega CD. Yeah, but it's only in Japan as like a collection of MegaNet titles because we didn't get MegaNet, so yeah. nobody wanted that, I guess. But it's weird to me that they resold it, even though Fatal Labyrinth had a cartridge release. So, like, what's the point of compilating it as a MegaNet thing? I don't know. It's weird to That's, me. Yeah, it's weird. But I mean, yeah. it's. I think it's just as a MegaNet thing. I wonder if they did the same thing with Satellaview. I wonder. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, a pretty cool episode, actually, is to talk about Satellaview games because there's yeah. a lot of those that are still available. You can um, yeah. <clears throat> pick those up and still play them. 
you can get repro cartridges of some of this to tell if you like to battle set battle on satellite uh right or whatever uh things for like f0 and for zelda and stuff so yeah maybe they'll make one maybe a yeah while. I'd, l- I'd like to play bs legend of zelda at some point if we have a chance it's That'd interesting be fun. yeah it's interesting i'd really like just to get hands on with it um you so can get a repro of it <clears throat> oh that's cool we should definitely try that once we have money yeah <laughs> oh yeah money. Um, that elusive thing so this ends up being an early genesis title um Let's but say if- um not to digress, but if I'm mm-hmm. so broke right now, if I died, a cat would pee on my grave. That's how, that's how <laughs> yeah. broke I am. Yeah, me too. I think Sorry. I might get two cats to, at this point. Had to make that joke. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> had to make a <clears throat> joke. So uh, it's an early Genesis title. Um, so you wouldn't expect it to have like this big you know, name behind it. Um, and it's also not something that people know a lot about. I feel like Fatal Labyrinth went under the radar. Um, but it's actually packed with some real Sega heavies. The game was programmed by Yuji Naka, the famous dev responsible for programming Sonic the Hedgehog, um, and eventually starting up Sega of America's Sonic team. Um, and he was the head of Sonic team for a really long time before, uh, Takashi Azuka took over. Uh, it also featured level design by Hirokazu Yasuharo, uh, sorry, Yasuhara, uh, uh, he was the level designer for pretty much all the classic Sonic games on Genesis. He also worked on several games in the Jack and Daxter series and finally uh, showed up on as a designer on Uncharted uh, Drake's Fortune. Huh. Um, so, again, just like some really talented folks on this. And finally, uh, the artist who worked on the game and the character design uh, was none other than the creator of Sonic himself, Naoto Oshima. Um, so he created, you know, the art for Fantasy Star, Space Harrier 3D. He eventually directed Sonic CD. Um, he created Nights into Dreams. Um, <clears throat> the development cycle isn't really well documented. Uh, so I've mm. seen sources, you know, saying that uh, Fatal Labyrinth was developed after Sonic, but they came out in the same year and Sonic came out after. Um, yeah. So I don't know that that's true. And also this game was programmed for the MegaNet, so this would have even been programmed at least a year before uh, it came out for the Genesis, pro- yeah, perhaps I mean, more. As, as, far as, it, as far as it's concerned, release in its US, I mean, in, the, in Japan, it might have come out before Sonic in Japan, maybe, I don't know. Well, it did come out before Sonic in Japan on the MegaNet in 1990. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a real bizarre like timeline, but Sonic 1 came out in 1991 worldwide. Um, so it did not have any, uh, delay in the release. Uh, so I don't think it doesn't make sense to me that this development cycle started before, uh, before, uh, sorry, after Sonic, but, um, my sources uh, don't really agree <laughs> on what happens because again, this game's not super famous, so there's not a whole lot of documentation on yeah. uh, what but- happened and we can't exactly talk to Yuji Naka about it, about it. Yeah, it's it's kind of nice to to know that some of the Sonic greats like started or started their career around uh, Fatal Labyrinth. You know, yeah, you know, all and the, it, all, I, they all started running through that roguelike like everyone else in life, and then <laughs> they made the top. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, it's sort of a sort of a metaphor for their careers because they all. Well, I mean, Yuji Naka eventually programmed some. Uh, Sonic Team, let's say, went downhill. <laughs> yeah, well, we won't blame it on him though. You yeah, know why I, it went downhill? I, I love Yuji Naka. I was obsessed with Yuji Naka as a kid. Like he was the first programmer I knew about, and I was like, oh, I want to meet Yuji Naka someday because he made my favorite game. 
See, that's, I think that's the problem with Sonic Team. They just need to go back and play Federal Labyrinth back to the roots mm-hmm. and be like, oh, look at, the, you know what, guys? I'm playing Federal Labyrinth. I made a realization. Um, we have to put effort in designing our games, guys. We have to make, put effort into it. Federal Labyrinth <laughs> really has made me see the light on this. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they'll, they'll go ahead and make like a, like a true Sonic game, like a good one. That's what, that's what I, they have to do. <clears throat> I hope that the Mania team just keeps making games. That's what I want. Yeah. They did good work. They should make like a Tails Mania yeah. next. Oh, I would love that. I just he, like wouldn't have, new... he wouldn't die though because he's Tails. Ad- Tails Adventure Two. That's all I want. Oh yeah, Tails Adventure is so good. Yeah, it's actually a really good game. It's surprisingly good for a Game Gear game. Although there's a lot of great Game Gear games. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So uh, the game uh, did not get a ton of press coverage, as we said, um, and it shares assets with a Master System game, Dragon Crystal. Um, but it did have some pretty famous contemporaries uh, in that same year. Um, so 1991 is an interesting year in gaming. Uh, we get the first Road Rash, which started just an incredible series, which I think Road Rash 3 is the best one. Oh, my God. Have you played 64 yet? Road Rash 64? I have not. Yes. It's a blast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll have to bust it out whenever I come over next. Yeah. Um, it's it's just silly, stupid fun. So that's how right. I describe it. Yeah. Uh, so Final Fantasy four also came out that year mm-hmm. on the SNES in Japan. Yeah. Um, and for us, that's Final Fantasy two. So that would have been Cecil, uh, the Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, I always remember Final Fantasies from their heroes, not from their numbers. That's good because I have a clock that actually has all the heroes faces on him, like one through. 12. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And that I got from a con and I can't like that's how I that's how I kind of remember it, too. So, right. I think Cecil's a really cool character, too, and it's neat that they don't show you his face. Like, normally you see a character's face in a game, but this one is like, nah, he's always wearing his armor. Yeah, it's just same in, thing it's with, an interesting choice. Same thing with Kane. Uh, mm-hmm. You do eventually see Cecil's face. Right. I haven't Whatever. played through the entire game, I will say. I won't spoil anything, but he does eventually take out that helmet, and you just see how freaking ugly he is. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I won't spoil anything, but he's horribly ugly. He's just, he's, he's like, you ever seen the hunchback in Notre Dame? Just yes. take him and like dump acid on his face. And that's what he looks like. Oh, so he's like two face and the hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two, two face back of Notre Dame. Sounds extremely attractive. After the note, after, and that's after Notre Dame burned down. Right. Like in so deformed. him. <laughs> Sorry. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Here, he go got ahead. acid go poured and... on his face, and then he got caught in a fire. I'll slap my own wrist for that, guys. I apologize. There you, there you go. Um, okay, so the Super Nintendo also launched later that year, along with Super Mario World, F-Zero, and Pilot Wings. Um, so, uh, huge, huge release that year. Uh, Metroid 2 Return of Samus on Game Boy came out. Street Fighter 2 was launched in arcades, which was just a friggin' yeah. huge game changer. Um, like, Link to the a... Past came out in Japan that year. Yeah. Um, you also have, the, which is why it's kind of confusing to me that nobody had made, at least as far as I could find, uh, people weren't making graphical uh, roguelikes. Uh, but games like uh, Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge, were coming out for Amiga, MS-DOS, and Mac. Um, so you have some really graphically advanced games coming out uh, for PC, but for some reason, roguelikes kind of lagged behind, it, it seems yeah. like to me. I guess because I mean, with all those big titles coming out that year and Super Nintendo coming out that year, I mean, it's 
it's not right. that of a no, big of a no brainer as to why Fatal Labyrinth suffered so much when you're up against like you know Nintendo. You're up against a huge stacked lineup. Yeah, but that's that's not all. You also have the first Civilization game uh, that oh, came yeah. out for PCs. And you also have a stacked NES library coming out that year. Mega Man 4 came out in Japan. Star Tropics, Double Dragon oh, 3, yeah, and Tropics. Tecmo Super Bowl all came out in 1991. Jeez, and yeah. In my opinion, Tecmo Super Bowl is the best football game for the NES. There's no competition. Like, it's, it's, it's fun. It's like an arcade game. You don't have to put a whole lot of thought into it. Tecmo Super Bowl, maybe controversial opinion, but I think it's the best football game on it uh, on it, NES. It, it's pretty good on Super Nintendo too. Oh yeah, the Tecmo uh, the Tecmo Bowl games are awesome. Uh, yeah. but the Super Bowl the Super Bowl came out uh, in nineteen ninety one for uh, NES. So although you can't say Super Bowl anymore, yeah, we're so, gonna get sued now. Thanks. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I have to bleep to, it out. I have to bleep that out. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's true, man. They'll come after you. It's the the uh, ABC. CIA is coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, this year was Fox. Partic- Fox. Fox. Sorry. Wait, which one? Does Fox, Fox own the or Super ABC? Bowl? I don't remember. I, th- I thought they changed. Uh, I thought they changed every year or something. Ah, who knows? I don't know. It's bowl so, Super for me. I don't work there. <laughs> so 1991 uh, seems to be a particularly uh, interesting and active year. Uh, in gaming and i feel like it's a true dramatic transition between the 8-bit and 16-bit eras of gaming um otherwise known as the fourth generation uh the genesis released two years before that in 1989 and it had a great launch lineup space harrier 2 is really good ghouls and ghosts is really good golden axe is really good altered beast is a classic super thunder blades really fun revenge of shinobi is really fun it had a lot of great games that line up but it really didn't have a killer app until sonic sonic was like the moment when everybody was like, holy shit, I have to go to the store and buy a Sega Genesis. Yeah. Um, but you can also see that every, there's so much else happening that year in Japan. You get genre divining games like final fantasy four, and that sets the tone and graphical style for every other RPG in the 16 bit era. I mean, every game tried to be the final fantasy at four. You know, every RPG on the SNES was trying to be Final Fantasy IV and 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 being, you know, better than that. They they improved on it. Yeah. Um, but they were all using that as sort of a, a <clears throat> as sort of a launching pad. Right. You don't have Chrono Trigger without Final Fantasy II. Yeah. Right. Um, Some, and <clears throat> and Link to the Past, right? That's a huge leap forward for action RPGs and Zelda as a franchise. It defines so many things that we know as being Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, which I, I think the most important thing being the cuckoos attacking you if you attack well, them. Of course. The most yeah, important development the in biggest, Zelda history. Biggest game changer in the SNES era, actually, probably yeah. the attacking and cuckoos. If that's, if that's not in a Zelda game, it's not a real Zelda game. It's true. Don't at me. Is it? <laughs> Is it in Skyward Sword? I don't know. Never played the game long enough to find out. I can't remember. I played a couple bosses into that and got really bored. I think I got real close to beating it and then stopped. I have a bad habit of doing that. Yeah, I do that too. I I, I did that with uh, not Chrono Trigger. I did that with um, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I, do. 
<laughs> I got three? all the way to the final. I got well. I haven't. I definitely haven't beaten Kingdom Hearts three, but the original Kingdom Hearts. I got to the final boss as a teenager. I was obsessed with that game, but I got really frustrated because I kept dying, and I I don't know what I was doing wrong, but I didn't want to change what I was doing. I didn't want to change gear or go back, so I put the game down and I didn't pick it back up again until I was twenty eight, twenty nine. <laughs> I beat it like I beat it like a year and a half or two years ago uh, when I was unemployed. I had a bunch of time and I'm like, I'm going to get all the ultimate weapons and play Kingdom Hearts again. And I did. And, and you beat it? Oh, yes, I did. At long yeah. last. Heck yes. Yeah, I finally beat it. And that was the same year that I beat um, Fatal Labyrinth for the first time. Yeah, it was good times. Yeah. Was, it, was that with, with you when you did that? Yeah, man. Yeah. Good time. You called man. me up and you were like, hey, you're depressed. I get it. Uh, you're having a bad time right now. You're you're living with your parents and lost your job. Let's beat Fatal Labyrinth. And so you came up to my like childhood room. I think we had some snacks and we just played Fatal Labyrinth the entire evening. It was amazing. Yeah, and we beat it. It was victorious. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a really it was, good. Day. It was definitely a mark off my bucket list. And it was a good day for yeah. sure. Same here. And it's a game we both love. So you can tell, uh, you know that we obviously enjoy it. Um, one other thing came out this year that I just want to mention. I know this isn't like super important, but, uh, the first graphical MMO came out, Neverwinter Nights in 1991. Wow. It's that old. Yeah. And, and id Software, Bungie, and a little company called Silicon and Synapse that would become eventually a little company I like to call Blizz. Blizz? Yeah. Blizzard started that year. They go on to make their crowning title, the best game, probably the most well-known game in the whole world. Heroes of the Storm. No. <laughs> Lost, Lost Vikings. Duh. On the Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm so wrong. So <laughs> I, I blew out obvious. the audio for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So all in all, all warp, in all, a huge, warp, huge warp, year. Warp. Are you going to add your own sound effects? Don't don't think I don't make me use the reggae horn again. (laughs) I will. I can't take it it back today. I can't take it back today. You're going to get your money. It's a good drive off. So I'm going to use this as much as I have it. They'll take it back. I'm sure even if it's covered my spit. Oh, my God. I think I forgot to tell the viewers about the contest. I was going to say something about it. And we got distracted. I want to do it at the end. Okay. Or we could add at the beginning like, hey, stay tuned to the end. We'll have information about the contest. I'll I'll add a thing in the beginning. I'll just do it in post. It's fine. So all of this um, to say it was a really big year for gaming, a lot of genre defining titles, but also kind of weird where it still had one foot in the third generation. Um, but you have all of these like really seismic changes happening in video games, especially because of the Super Nintendo and, and Sonic. Um, so all eyes were on Sonic for a couple a couple of months. Um, didn't get a whole lot of magazine coverage, but I did find some. Um, <clears throat> so Fatal Labyrinth had a spread in, uh, well, it had like a half page spread in, in a magazine called um, Sega Visions. Uh, so you can imagine that as a Sega um, focused magazine, uh, you don't exactly have any kind of review. It's just telling you about what the game is about you might as well be reading the back of the box. It wasn't really telling yeah. you information about whether the game was good. Um, it also had a little preview in Sega Visions about a month later 
uh, along with 688 attack sub and Abrams battle tank, some classics there. Back when people oh, yeah. were obsessed with the with the <laughs> the Gulf War, what a fun Tanks time! Were awesome. Let's make a Genesis game awesome. about the Gulf War. No, not. I remember. I remember having Gulf War trading cards. Did you ever have those? No, I did not. Yeah, I had uh, Gulf War trading cards, which had like different like planes and ships and tanks on them. I, which yeah. I guess was cool, but that seems, that seems like a weird thing to give a kid. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I thought no, that is, that is that is a little odd. That's just strange. Something I honestly I don't know. I have my own opinion on that. Yeah, yeah. I, it's I I think it's a little odd personally. Uh, yeah. But Fatal Labyrinth also had some ads going out. Um, there's this really cool one that we'll post on our Twitter that just says, "You're right." Um, <laughs> I don't know what we're right about. I may have gotten only half of this ad, but it looks like a full uh, like two page splash. Um, but it just says you're right. Introducing Fatal Labyrinth. And that's just the beginning. Fatal Labyrinth is fresh because you create the journey and no two journeys are the same. Travel through 30 levels of ever changing mazes, with new rooms and hallways revealing themselves at every turn. No hundred page hint books here. You're on your own. And wow. yeah, but then they also I, this was like a, uh, a big. Yeah, this is a big ad for the Genesis in general, too, though. It's weird because they have like three screenshots from from Fatal Labyrinth. But then they also have Sword of Vermilion and Fantasy Star to other RPGs that aren't roguelikes. Um, So some good games like Fantasy Star 2. And it's also interesting to look at these ads because in in this uh, in these graphics, they used um, like bowed out CRT screens. So instead of being a perfect square screenshot. They're literally having to like take a photo of their TV at a certain point in Fatal that's, Labyrinth to make the ad because there's no capture cool. technology. Yeah. yeah. Gotta make but also, also, the boxes they keep them in are bowed out like a CRT screen before flat screens were invented. So if you're young and you don't know about this, because um, I'm going to assume some of our listeners aren't retro gamers, but CRTs used to have screens that were curved yeah. um, and they would curve outward. So all of the ad copy all the images and the ads like have these curved screens instead of square. It's very weird. That that was like, Oh, this is the shape of a TV. And that's kind of burned into my head. You know, as a, as a kid, it's like a, a TV has curved edges for some yeah, reason. That was something like I, I always noticed as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then like when they turned flat, I didn't really notice until, and then, and then I looked back. It, it was something I noticed, but didn't notice until after the flat screens came out. And then I looked at them. And I'm like, Whoa, you know, yeah, that was something yeah. kind of caught me by surprise that like, cathode ray tube TVs are, you know, bowed out like that. Convex, yeah. very very different. Um, so, uh, Fatal Labyrinth also got some reviews. It did feature in an issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly. Ooh, um, prestigious. Which, which I don't, I don't know if that's actually. Uh, this it came out in April of 1991. Before the game was released, so no review embargoes in this era. Um, Heck no. I think the I think the reviews are really interesting, and to me, maybe shine a little bit of a light on uh, how people review games and how it's changed uh, in this era. Um, so check this out. Fatal Labyrinth's highest score was a six out of ten. Yeah, it's pretty average. It, they had several. They had several reviews uh, from four different reviewers, and they were all little bite-sized things. They got a five, a six, a four, and a five. So, 
not really good reviews, in my opinion. Yeah. Today, if you see a 6 out of 10, you don't buy the game. In Game right? Dev Tycoon, you would make a lot of money out of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it A lot of the reviews cited the game's small size, although it was a cheaper cartridge. Uh, so at the time, you would have sort of like, you know, like a budget game, for example. Like you would have, today, you have Far Cry uh, 5 and then Far Cry New Dawn. Far Cry 5 is full cost, and then Far Cry New Dawn costs like $49, right? Yeah. Um, they had similar things uh, in the 90s, except it was based on like how many megs the cartridge had. So as yeah. a smaller game, um, it, it, it was cheaper. I couldn't find prices uh, anywhere. Um, but uh, one reviewer... Probably $20 mark, maybe, I'd guess. Yeah. Yeah, probably maybe 20 or 30 because games games are, were similarly priced to what they are today in, in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Um, Sometimes but, more. Yeah. Really, really interesting to see like old old game pricing. We might have to talk about that on a uh, on a side quest sometime. But um, one reviewer says the music never changes, which signals to me that they weren't good enough to get to level two. It's possible because <laughs> the music does change eventually. Yes, it is a little repetitive. I get that. And then one reviewer who gave it a five says it's a good game, but not a great game. And it's like a five is a good game. Yeah, that's really strange. Maybe they, they, they're like five is a middle ground to them. Not necessarily bad. I see what you're saying. Yeah, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe games, at least in electronic gaming monthly were reviewed maybe a little bit differently than how we review things today is because I think today we look at it in terms of, um, we look at, look at it in terms of an A to F scale. Right. We look at it in terms of, a, of an American grading system where a, a seven is a C. It's average. Yeah. Right. And a six is a D. And you're not passing school with that. And a five. Well, you failed. Yeah. And there's there's a whole another four you know, numbers underneath that that mean nothing, essentially, unless yeah. it's just completely broken. Right. So to me, a five is like a really bad score. But in this, he's saying it's good. Unless. You know? It's fine. Unless you are uh-huh. IGN and it's a Call of Duty title and somehow it will still equal 9.1. Yes, exactly. Somehow. Explosions. Uh, so the, the, the reviewer also said it lacked the excitement and action, uh, uh, the excitement of an action game and the challenge of an adventure game, which, again, I don't think it was trying to be either of those things. No. It's not an action and, game. It's not an adventure game. It's a roguelike RPG. I was to say, in, I mean, what else would you call that if not a challenge? I mean, that, that that would imply that that game is just a walk in the park. Like, he doesn't feel challenged at all playing that game. I mean, right. I thought that was really weird. When you get to the third or fourth floor, you're feeling pretty, you know, pretty on top of it. Like, you're yeah. feeling pretty badass. Like, yeah, you know, wow, you know, I made it through this far. Maybe not the first time you go through, because I don't think you kind right. of get the full brunt of all mm-hmm. the crap that can throw at you, uh, yeah. like, for the first couple levels. But I'm just saying, that is definitely, challenge is incorrect. Yeah. But again, they're comparing it to, uh, they're comparing it to a genre because I don't think console gamers were sort of aware of roguelikes at the time. Yeah. So like they're I, doing I think it kind was, of a new genre, but that hasn't mm-hmm. kind of, that hadn't been discovered yet, hadn't made its own genre. It yet, hadn't, yeah. It, it it was a genre. There were a lot of games in it, but it was definitely niche. It was yeah. not something. It's not something like now where like every other game is procedurally generated. You have some huge indie titles. Uh, roguelikes are really popular in indie gaming right now. You get things like um, 
Rogue Legacy uh, is really good. Um, yeah, Dead Cells is supposed to be really good. So there's a lot of procedurally generated stuff these days. Um, yeah, people are pe- people are spoiled for choice when it comes to roguelike games. Yeah, uh, for these days. But um, a, a couple of the reviews that uh, that appeared alongside this, or uh, it, Flicky, um, I think was in the same magazine, uh, which yeah. is an, an excellent <laughs> arcade game, really really fun. Um, but it also got a similar score, and so did Star Tropics, which. I mean, that's weird to me. Star Tropics is like the the B movie of the of the NES, right? It's a it's a classic in its own right, but it's it's probably like second second tier NES. Game, yeah, right. It's not a it's not a Zelda, um, but it's still an excellent game. I yeah, I think like it's a perfect meld of like platformer and action. You yeah, know, it's really fun. Action platform is good. It reminds me of like, uh, like you go and play it, and you play Luffy, and it feels like they're kind of related, right? Or not? Yeah, Luffy yeah. is really interesting to play. It's not what you expect it to be when you boot it yeah. up. But uh, yeah, so they both got like kind of average scores, four to six, you know, somewhere in there. Uh, but it seems like they're saying that's average, which I would say, yeah. I would say, Star Tropics is better than average, but. That's just a disagreement of opinion. Uh, but so if, the, the the grading scale seems to be very different than what we use now. If you compare it to now, it'd probably be more like a seven, right? I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which every game 7. gets a seven. Or Something has to be seriously wrong with it for it to get lower than that. Yeah. Um. So, okay. Uh, Fatal Labyrinth, not super, uh, super huge <laughs> in the day. Uh, but we played it. And we love we it. We liked it. That's oh, right. Yeah. I bleed fatal. Labyrinth. I fatally bleed. I fatally bleed. Labyrinthian. Please do not fatally what? bleed. I would appreciate I'm it fatally if you did ble- die. I'm fatally bleeding labyrinthianly. Hmm? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh know, my man. God. Uh, so what do you think of the box art, man? Uh, oh, yeah, let's, um, let's, let's transition here. Let's look at some of the... Items in the game. Does that mean we're back in like the not not 1990Xs? I guess maybe we might. All right, we're back. Whoa! I should get a new sound. I should get a new sound effect for uh, for going back uh, back to the future. Going back back to the future. Yes. If you have a suggestion for a sound effect I can use, then there, let me know. Oh, okay. I'll try to think of something. Yeah, I was talking to the audience, you oh, idiot. okay, fine. <laughs> Sorry, damn. Um, okay. You diglet. <laughs> wow. Nobody knows what you're talking about, Kyle. You're the only person well, in the world that calls me a diglet. Oh, that's fine. I'll call anybody a diglet. That's uh-huh. just my PG-13 bad name endearment term. <laughs> so how do you feel about the box art of this game? It reminds me if I was looking at it, you took away the the title mm-hmm. underneath it. I'd be like, "Oh my god, a D and D game!" Yeah, it really has that vibe. It looks. You've it got looks, you've got random generic bats. Yeah. Uh, secret dudes looking out from behind pillars. Cautious man holding axe. Not cautious enough because he doesn't see the dude with the. Friggin' manicure behind him coming out from well, behind him. Well, he's too scared what is what's wall. front of him, man. 
Mm-hmm. It's a fate, you know, it's a fatal labyrinth. There could be pits. You could fall down two levels and lose three hours of progress and die to an ice bar. I have to say this cover definitely to me. Uh, first of all, I didn't know that that wasn't his hand in the background until I looked at it today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just realized there's two hands and I'm like, oh, shit. He's that's not his hand. It's another dude. Um, but you're you're right. It does have that D and D feel. He's got a bunch of items, a bunch of like <laughs> potions. <laughs> like prior to that, where you're just like, he just really likes that pillar. Just kind of leaning up against it casually. Oh, what's going on? I think I just didn't look close at it, and I thought casual labyrinth. I'm I, not really I, that stressed out. <laughs> Casual Labyrinth, the the next release for mobile game, for uh, mobile phones. For mobile phones, um, made by the developers of Diablo Mobile. I think I didn't look really closely and just assumed it was holding the staff. Like oh, yeah, I, I could see that. Like he just had his arm higher up the staff, but then I see he's got like the most gigantic sausage fingers old man hand holding his staff down below, and then somehow oh, yeah. a younger person's hand. With long fingernails coming out from the from the darkness, it's yeah. kind of fun. It's kind of fun, uh, but I do feel like this expresses what the game is about. And he looks like the armor doesn't belong on him. If that makes sense, yeah, like he just kind of picked it up. Yeah, like look at the look at the the helmet he's wearing. It looks like it's supposed to go higher, or maybe it's supposed to close on the bottom. I don't know what the extra stuff is. Maybe that's like a maybe that's like a, a scarf or something that's going it's around. A towel. But it makes Something. it look like it's too big for him. Everything looks yeah. like, he, he looks like he's wearing somebody else's clothes. Um, so literally like a kid walking through with his magic staff and his axe, his hand axe, his and his, his armors, potions, all the things you find in the game, as well as generic bat and, and creepy man. Yep. So, oh, yeah. You creepy know. man. You think yeah. creepy, creepy man. You think it's the wizard It's getting ready to make you dance? Oh, maybe it could be. He looks could like be. he's wearing some sort of crown or something. Could know. be a wizard. It could be. Could be. Just creeping uh, in the background. So <laughs> let's get right into uh, reviewing Fatal Labyrinth, man. What were your first experiences with the game? Like, when did you first play this? I first played it when somebody purchased the Sega Classic Sega Collection. Mm-hmm. on the ps3 and we just started going through games and we're like fatal labyrinth what is this and then i played it and i'm like wow hey what do you know found the best game ever that was easy. <laughs> we got obsessed with this game for a while i mean we oh, played yeah. it that all the th- time that, that and flicky i think we went through a couple of the sonics but yeah. like we played we played fatal labyrinth and flicky that was the go-to well we did like, a I, let's I, play we did a let's play of sonic 3 i know yeah. that Back in the days when that was um, like just starting. Um, yeah. When Let's Plays were like a kind of a new trend. Uh, Still there, I, I by say, the way. Uh, yeah. Sweet Victory 117. Yeah. If you want to check out his videos. Um, in it. I, I'm in some of them. Yeah. I'm in some of the old yeah. ones. We, it was our it was our ch- channel together well, uh, for a really yeah, long time. In, but I, I'm just not on there anymore. Playthrough you were in. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Sonic 3 we played. Um, but, yeah, we played the crap out of Fatal Labyrinth. I, I think we went through, like, every one of those games. We were just like, let's just try every Sonic game and every Sega yeah. game. It'll be fun. And that was before they stopped releasing Sonic 3 on these collections. Oh, that, uh, there's yeah. some legal issue now, and I'm really angry about it. Oh, yeah, figures. Yeah. 
But yeah, that and uh, Comic Zone, I think we also played that a lot. Yeah, Comic Zone's really hard, though. I would love to have like the uh, I'd love to have the modded version that makes it easier on a cartridge because that game's way too hard. Yeah, it is. Like it's extremely unforgiving, um, but an amazing game. Nonetheless, yeah. we also played a lot of cool spot, but we just had that on the Genesis itself. Heck yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we 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 both experienced Fatal Labyrinth at pretty much exactly the same time. Um, I think you got me my copy of it, which you have now because I. Keep yeah, I'm, I'm actually house. looking at the box <laughs> at the house. I, th- I think it was from like last year. Yeah, I came over with a suitcase full of uh, video games and and, uh, hard drugs. Yeah, (laughs) of course, as you do. Yeah. I think it was for last year's birthday extravaganza, and we started playing it, and like we were both just exhausted from something. Yeah. I think I think it was after your bachelor party. That's what it was. Oh, we were just destroyed because we because we didn't get home until like five in the morning. That was ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, my God. so yeah, that we was, didn't have any juice that day. That was rough. I remember waking up um, the day after the bachelor party, and I, I've never felt more awful in my life. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Got it to was, at least once. Uh, yeah, I, I remember just like trying to keep it together as you were driving me back to Stillwater, uh, and and for <laughs> some reason I was just like really nervous. I was sitting in the car and I was very, very nervous. Probably because not... I didn't know where I was going. Most yeah, of the time. it was it was very nerve wracking because I was still like pretty, uh, pretty drunk. But um, it was a good time. It was a, it was yeah. a great bachelor party uh, and it was all video game based. I'm not, you know, nothing, no debauchery other than my friends handing me very, very sweet alcohol that I wasn't aware was making me uh, so inebriated. Yeah, and then um, like the 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 you don't know Jack game, but won't get into that. Oh man, that was rough. What happens That's... in a bachelor party stays in a bachelor party, y'all. <laughs> Jackbox party pack. Um, oh my god, it's so much fun. Yeah, we'll have to do a review over that. <laughs> we definitely we definitely have to play that together at some point. I got it um, on Switch for my bachelor party, but we didn't uh, play it. Ah, uh, well, there was only three people there. Yeah, well, don't rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> But there were some good ribs, man. It was really good. Ribs. You don't have any friends, Kyle. That's why. <laughs> no, it's just because 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 uh, I'm not going to say anything mean about anybody, but I'm just saying they dropped the ball. Yeah, they dropped the ball. <laughs> it's OK. The ball gets dropped sometimes. And sometimes, sometimes the ball, even when the ball lands in the same place as your bachelor party, sometimes you just got to go to drop the ball, it anyway, pick it up anyway and, and then drop it know, again. Just, yeah, just drop it there again. Anyways, I so digress. Both of us have good <laughs> memories about Fatal Labyrinth. We played it all the time. We we did it on streams. We would challenge each other to see who could get through it faster. Um, this has just been a game we've played the crap out of again and again. I, I would say probably more than more than most of the games we've played together. Maybe other than Borderlands and like Gunstar Heroes. Oh, Borderlands. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, uh, Stardew Valley. I think we probably played it more in Stardew Valley. Oh, definitely. I I want to remedy that. By the way, I we have to play Stardew Valley again soon. Me and you. Heck yeah, we Maybe have a we server could, uh, going. Ah, <clears throat> oh, it's so fun. Streaming, <clears throat> stream it. <clears throat> yeah, I would love that. I actually set up the stream today. 
uh, and tested it. So we're all set to go, man. Heck yeah. I'll have to get, all, get you all the files, but we're going to be streaming soon, guys, and it's going to be super, super fun. I'm excited. You should be excited. Yeah. Everyone should be excited. Welcome to your 1990X where everyone is excited. <gasps> and if you're not excited... <laughs> What the fudge? What the fudge, guys? What the fudge, guys? Oh, my Sorry. God. Man, I'm all over the place today. Yeah, that's wow. okay. We both have ADD, so it's not exactly a recipe for staying on topic. No. Um, so uh, we both discovered the game at the same time. We had a ton of fun with it. Um, it was definitely a purchase for, for the both of us. Um, I can't find yeah. that copy of Sega it. Genesis Classics anymore. Uh, for some reason, I found the box, but I can't find the disc. Um, but I don't play my PS3 huh. anymore, so I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, Where's your PS3? It's uh, sold. <laughs> oh, it might have been in the disc drive. Oh man, that sucks. I sold it. Yeah, I sold it a, a while ago. But I have another PS3 now, so I could play Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni. Because I'm taking another trip through that. Yeah. Did you ever finish it? No, no, I, that's why I'm playing okay. it now. Right. Yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it eventually. Uh, so advertising, not a ton of advertising, no commercials. Um, but uh, what were your expectations of this game like when we first found it? Uh, honestly, boy, I was confused. Because like, when you first start up the game... You're just in a generic town and there are people standing around. Mm-hmm. They're telling you to talk to people. And you're like, okay. Because I know I had to move forward. But like I had to go up and, you know, once you left. I Because I assumed from all the exposition beforehand that I was going into like maybe kind of an action-based platformer similar to Zelda. Maybe it's like right. a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know. It was like because it was just like castle lightning. Boom, you're there. Right. Like it just pans down here in the game. There's no like setup or anything. Yeah, it's a really interesting one. Um, it's it, it, it like you said, it's kind of bizarre how it starts. Um, it just sort of throws you into this into the first town, the only town where you talk to everybody in town before you enter the the castle. Uh, my expectations were similar. It's I really didn't have any. You know, I just thought it looked cool and the music was kind of interesting. The and the intro music is way too calm. It's entirely too calm. <laughs> and I'll have to edit that in because I didn't put that in the game. But it's just this like kind of uh, I didn't put it in my in oh, my yeah. soundboard. But uh, the music has kind of got this like little, you know, this little tinkle tinkling bell. And in the background, there's like two dragon skulls and a giant castle rising out of the ground. It's. It, it it's complete disconnect, but I still love it for some reason. It's um, yeah, it's it's very it's like it's like you you when you when you play it the first time you're confused, but when you play it the second time, you just it feels like you know slipping into a freshly laundered sock, pulling it on your foot. It does. It feels like you know, getting in bed warm. after you've washed the sheets. It's yeah. like it's just got a really it's got a really comfy feeling for sure. Um, so uh, the game. Uh, takes about four to six hours to complete according to uh, how long to beat. Um, I don't know if that's accurate. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. It's like, I guess it takes that long if you don't do anything wrong. Yeah. I can see but, that. but you are absolutely going to die and have to start over. And it's probably, yeah, I think it's like, longer. 
a successful playthrough is that long because I mean, yeah, once you once you die, you have to restart the whole thing. So you might as well just restart the timer. So well, you restart you restart at the last level. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah at the you, at the beginning of the, the last, last level. Yeah, which is like the the last ten floors. Which is why people say it's not a roguelike. It's not a real roguelike. It's because it doesn't have permanent death. Oh. Well, I mean, they wanted games to be fair back then, I guess. Because that game, let's be honest, Mm -hmm. this game has some mechanics that for first time, second time, third time players are going to be a little put off by (laughs) or not expecting. (laughs) Yeah. Recall maybe it's a little not fair. (laughs) Yeah, the game game does have some unfair bets. I mean, let's just get right into that. Uh, The game tricks you at every turn that it possibly can so it's got 30 floors and i think every 10 there's a graphical difference uh and a music difference and if you die you go back to the beginning of that level or that set of 10 um yeah so you know really really hard um even though it's giving you that bonus of like oh you don't have to redo all you know 15 levels you just have to redo the last five uh but that can still be really hard especially if you die on level nine or uh, sorry, yeah. on the on the level uh, on the the ninth floor of that ten group. Yeah, right. And and there's other factors that can kind of make it annoying too. But like, I guess we'll just kind of go into like exactly what it does to kind of shaft you. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it, it does all, it a lot. There's a little meter at the bottom. It says F. Yeah, and you're like thinking, what is that about? All right, it's not very high, and it's going down. Right. And then you see like these little chicken things there on the ground. Oh, you know, it's food. Mm-hmm. And you go and you eat food. And you're like, all right, cool. I you have anime meat. Bit. It's anime so meat. Now we, so now we know that I probably have to keep food up because if I run out, I might die. Okay, that's fair. We can tell that this is happening. Right. But then you're like, oh, there's more food. Cool. I'll just go ahead and pick that up. Yeah, and, let me just keep shoving oh, this down my gullet. Because, you know, what, what what's bad is going to happen, right? So you're like, at, you're like at 85, you know, you have pretty good food, but there's another food in front of you. The last one gave you 20, and you think maybe the last one before that gave you 40, you don't remember. And you go ahead and eat it, and you're thinking it'll fill you up all the way, right? Just top off at 100. Nope, it'll go right over and slug you up. You're like, oh, you're over full, and you can die. You'll, you'll die. You can eat yourself to death in this game. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you don't have, like the gastrointestinal or whatever like thing in your stomach that tells you to stop eating. You're just, you just keep eating until your stomach explodes. Right. You don't have the ability to stop at the bite. That's like, Hey, you know what? I think this one will kill me. You're just going to eat it anyway. Mm. I just imagine, I just imagine this child who's being controlled by us in the game. Just like, I can't stop eating. I can't stop. And then he just dies. He's just like, he literally is trying to stop, but it, for for the character in the game, it's a horror. It's a horror game. And yeah, it's it's a little it's a little off putting. That's for sure, and it's jarring to find out at first. So let's yeah. say we're we're playing through it again. We're we're so we're playing through it a second time. Now we're wiser. Now we know to be mm-hmm. a little cautious. Better food. Keep it about a forty or fifty. You know, don't eat food until it's like you know you're at twenty or thirty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Pick it up, and you'll probably be safe. So now you know to strategize the food. So you're like, all right, cool. So then you go and you get equipment, right? So there's mm-hmm. different kinds of equipment in this game. You can get uh, weapons. Uh, so like there's Including traditional weapons axes, like right? And spears and yep. swords and uh, javelins, ninja stars. Javelins. That that's in ranged weapons. There's bows, ninja stars, all kinds of weapons in this game. Yeah. And you got potions and scrolls and rings and staffs and 
all this other cool stuff. So let's say you come across a purple ring, right? Because they have all yep. different colors of rings. Mm-hmm. Like, cool, purple ring. Maybe. What does this I'll do? Just, what's this do? I'm sure, like, purple. Like, what does purple make me think? Like, uh, magic base. Maybe it'll give me magic resistance. Pop right. it on, and boom, your all your food is gone. And you're super it's hungry. It's hungering. Yeah. Yeah. This this is just a small sort of excerpt on mm-hmm. how the game kind of you're like okay maybe this isn't as easy as I thought it was going to be right. Also, and then what the actual hell? <laughs> yeah, and then say you die from the hunger ring, right? And you're playing yeah. again, and you're going through, and you're like, I know, to, I know to avoid the purple ring now, but then later on, you pick up an orange ring. Oh, what happens? It's the, it's the hunger ring again, because yeah, or. Because all of the items are also randomly generated. They each have a specific set of things that they can do. But every time you play, the colors will mean something different. And they will mean something different in every class of item. So an orange potion is not going to do a similar thing to an orange ring or an orange staff or anything orange. All of them are going to have different different properties based on the playthrough that you're on. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 good idea to when testing these items to make sure there are no enemies around. They have plenty of food, uh-huh. and that you're kind of off by yourself, and you have some like recovery item. Then once you do it, it's also important to mark down what it does. So you might be thinking to yourself, "Well, crap! I got this orange potion that that destroys my hunger when I drink it, or explode. What do I do with this? I can't drink it. So what's the point? Uh-huh. Um, you can throw it." They can be used as a weapon. If it explodes yeah. for you, you can also throw potions that will explode on enemies. All the effects that, that your items have. This super interesting to me, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Every I, every item that you have can affect the, the enemies in the same exact way. Yeah. So if you have a ring that blinds you, you could throw that ring at an enemy and it will blind them. And you yeah. think that's cool, right? Well, say you're going through there and you pick up like 16 level ch- like leather chests. Like, why, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? I guess I'll just put this back down. No. You can throw them. Mm-hmm. You can use them as weapons. Not only are you, you could also throw your, uh, you could, not in, in addition to your rings, your potions you could throw, and your throwing weapons items. You could also throw items. You could throw your sword. You, you can, can throw, throw anything. Any, you can throw anything you own. Anything in your inventory. You don't want to just huck it at the enemy. It'll yeah, probably, it might do nothing. It might hurt. You know, you might hurt them. Yeah, it really it really gives you a lot of options for how to approach combat, and it's like, why drop uh, this suit of armor that I don't need anymore? You know, I have the leather armor, and now I'm upgrading to my plate armor. I'm gonna set this leather armor on the ground. No, huck it at an enemy. Just throw it at a bat's face. You might as well get a couple damage points out of it, right? Yeah, go throw it at the shinobi. It's trying to steal your money, your hard-earned money. You're gonna use to make your gravestone. It has it has a lot of interesting um, a lot of interesting ways to approach combat, despite being relatively simple. It's got you know it's got some depth to it. I think it's got yeah it's got some depth and it's got like um, it's just got nice little touches. Like it's yeah. just a neat little thing that you can do. Like because with any other RPG, like if you have an item you don't want, you either just destroy it and it disappears, or you sell it and it disappears. Mm-hmm. No, in this game you can actually use it. You know everything has a use. Uh-huh. But be warned, Except for gold. Works. Yeah, that's true. You actually can get gold that will. That seems pretty awesome because oh my god, look at this gold I have, which serves no purpose but to enhance the gravestone you have when you die. <laughs> that's it, and you will die a lot. Oh yeah. 
I wonder if there's anybody that's ever done like a Fatal Labyrinth max gold run just to get as much gold as they can and then die just to see, and if see what. Like, see All right, what I, got, I got the best gravestone, guys. I got the best gravestone. I beat I Fatal Labyrinth. Should, I think we should do that at some point. That'd be a fun way to make that game, you know. <laughs> just, just do like, a money run. Yeah, do a money run. But the money can curse you too. Any item can also yeah, be cursed in addition to, uh, uh, in addition to being you know bad for you. You can just pick up something that's cursed. You can pick up a, a, a ring that would normally be good, uh, but oh, sorry, it's a cursed ring, and it's going to make so, you walk backwards for uh, or dance. Yeah, I guess is the can, is the thing. You can't unequip it either. Once it's on there, it's stuck on you for a while. Yeah, you have to wait until the uh, until the curse, curse lifts. Yeah, or if you have a scroll or something that can remove it. You know, there's a couple you of have items. To start going through to find out, I guess. Right. There's a uh, there's a couple of items that have um, that have automatic curses though. If you see yeah, them, and it gives you the option to pick it to to pick it up, and you see what name it has. Um, yeah, I think like I think a there's like sword a sword or some blood sword or something like that. Yeah, there's a couple ones. They have spooky names. It, avoid anything that has a spooky name in this game because yeah, it's pro tip, absolutely cursed. Avoid avoid spooky game, even though it sounds kind of awesome. Like all right, like a like a skull sword. That sounds awesome. Don't equip it. Yeah, just you're not supposed it. to be a bad guy. You can't carry around a skull sword, man. So another example of uh, mm-hmm. the game's debauchery, right? So say you finally get an awesome set of armor. Sweet. You, uh-huh. will, you have a defense like the bats, the ice bars, which is an enemy that is shaped like a save crystal from Final Fantasy XII. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And like wizards, whatever. They're not doing any damage to you. Uh, Kyle, you come ag- the, the save crystal from Final Fantasy XII is shaped like a fatal labyrinth ice bar. Oh, my bad. Uh, my bad. I'm I don't know if sorry. you knew this, but fa- but uh, Square Enix was actually best friends with Yuji Naka and he gave him the designs for the ice bar. So it's true. It's like, I, I don't know how, how, sorry. Thank you for correcting me. How, how yeah. could I, how could actually, can you hear me pushing my glasses up? Actually slip. But anyway, so, you were saying, say you have this awesome armor and if you're beaten back all these enemies and then you meet this little bastard yeah. Little little wormy bastard that rolls in a ball. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, cool! Look, a little worm. I could take care of this guy. You uh-huh. hit him, and then he hits you back, and it <laughs> says that cursed prompt at the bottom. Your your armor has disintegrated. Yeah, yeah. So the worms can rust your armor and weapons away. So like uh-huh. you know those hard armed items you get, they can get taken away. Yeah, just like that. Just like boom, rust gone. Fatal Labyrinth is an exercise in being able to let go. It's very Buddhist. You can't get attached to anything in Fatal Labyrinth because you're probably not going to have it forever. There's so many Jackie Chan head scratch moments. You know that meme, right? That's that's you in Fatal Labyrinth at least a dozen times. Because like this, it just keeps like, oh, and then you see like, oh, crap, you know. Uh, I, I mean, a couple floors. I've been using this weapon for a while. I'll just pick up this one I see. Oh, it's it's a ghost weapon. It's now attacking you. <laughs> yeah, some of the weapons can actually be enemies. It's it's ridiculous. The game is constantly throwing things at you. I think some of my favorite enemies are the ninjas because this is like oh, this, this this heavy fantasy world, and then you have these cyclops ninjas who are called shinobis, and then there's a different them, colored yeah. one that has that has a different name, but. Um, you come up against these freaking Cyclops ninjas. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> it's that throws so weird. At you. 
Yeah. They do a lot of damage to get close to you, though. They do. So the ninjas are tough. Distance. But probably my favorite enemy in the game because it's like, it's the 90s. Everybody loves ninjas. And yeah. Like if you if you didn't live through the nineties, you I you pr- I feel like you probably don't understand why everybody loves ninjas so much. Although right now we're kind of going through a ninja renaissance. We got the messenger. Um I'm playing this like samurai game called Katana Zero right now. We're gonna Oh get... yeah, yeah, yeah. Devolver made that one. Oh, that so, one Devolver's so good. Everything they friggin' touch is just so good. I I love Devolver. <laughs> I just I I want all their games. And then Yacht Club is coming out with um, that Cyborg Ninja game later this year by Mecha Skull. Yeah. What is it called? Is it called Cyborg Ninja? Anyway, ninjas are real hot on the indie gaming scene right now. But if you if you live through the 90s, like everything was ninjas, Ninja Turtles, Surf Ninjas, American Ninja, uh, all those ninja movies with with. John Claude Van Damme ninjas were bad guys in every single movie. Like ninjas were the shit in the nineties. And this game was definitely like ninjas are cool. Let's put them in this fantasy dragon castle. Yeah. Yeah. And there's robots. Oh, robots. I hate those things. There's sentry robots that don't wake up unless you touch them. So just yeah, don't touch them. You get good experience for killing them because you do level up in this game as time goes on. That yes. improves your health and stuff. So like you have some sort of uh, progression as time goes on in addition to right. your equipment. But like but you so don't, these you don't level guys up. sitting there. You don't level up by number, though. You have specific names like you're a ranger and then you're an adventurer and then other things. I can't remember the exact yeah. names of them, but. Like soldier, yeah. battle master, so on and so forth. Yeah. I think I, I forget what level. I think it stops at like 10, 9 or 10. Anyway. So like the robots are interesting because again, kind of like you were saying, fantasy, like all of a sudden ninjas, what the heck? And then you go up to these ball things, you're like, what are these? Because you know it's it's a castle. Maybe uh-huh. these are like weird looking demon canisters or whatever. So you go to hit one and it turns to a robot and then promptly shoots lasers at you. <laughs> what? I mean, yeah. it's just like it's ridiculous. It's like they threw everything at the wall, and I love that. I love that about it. It feels like a pastiche of so many different genres of stuff. They're just like, what's cool? Let's put it in the game as a bad guy. Yeah, I know. And then, I'm telling you, if they made an HD remake of this game, it would do extremely mm-hmm. well. Yeah, definitely. I, I think you should. I, I think you should program that. <laughs> I think oh, they. Yeah. I've, I think they absolutely should make a remake of Fatal Labyrinth because, again, roguelikes are so popular right now. I would love to see a more strategic dungeon crawling roguelike like Fatal Labyrinth, right? A lot of roguelikes that we're seeing today are things like Wizard of Legend or um, or Dead Cells or Rogue Legacy that have like platforming aspects or Metroidvania aspects or action game aspects. But you don't see a whole lot of really strategic roguelikes. There's Dungeons that- of Dreadmore. It's kind of yeah, and then there's desktop dungeons, which came out several years ago. That was probably yeah, around 2012. But, but they they need a they need a new one. It's time. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a little bit slower. It's a little bit more strategic. It's a little bit more of a game where you can sit back and take your time, take notes, sit back with a friend. Um, it it's a tense game because you're always worried about picking up the wrong thing, but it's something that you don't have to rush through. Right. 
Yeah. If you want to, if you want to stop and not pause, pause the game, nothing's going to hurt you. You can just put the controller down and take a step back if you need to. Um, and I like that about that. I like the rhythm that Fatal Labyrinth sets up by being a little bit slower by letting you sort of take your time as you, you know, work and your way through the dungeon. It's also an important aspect to stop and think because you never know what's going to bite you. So. Right. And you the can be really can strategic. Something. Yeah, you it's don't know true. What to think really. And you can you can spend time strategically making decisions about how to manage your inventory, what to use, um, you know, what like scroll to try out next. It, it's really good. And it has that kind of fog of war thing going where you can't see a room unless you're in it. And generally yeah. speaking, things don't come out of rooms that are still in the darkness. Um, I, I thought it was interesting. We, we played this game without a guide. This was like one yeah. of the first games that we were like, let's just figure this out. If the game's good enough, we'll figure out how to play it. And you do discover more and more as you go along um, until you're just an expert at Fatal Labyrinth. Um, but I thought it was interesting that, you know, it was really fun to figure out what everything did as we went along. And you just kind of yeah. tried stuff and saw what happened. And, and that doesn't always turn out well for you, but yeah. Throw you know. a healing potion. I mean, mm -hmm. you take a potion, you throw it, turns out as a healing potion, and you heal the enemy. It's happened before. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or you um, buff their armor by accident. I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. You make a lot of mistakes in Fatal Labyrinth, but you learn to, like, you learn to accept it. You learn to accept it. And it also doesn't tell you you can press up against a wall, press a button, and then open a secret passage. Yeah. I, I don't remember how long it took me to figure that one out. Eventually, we're, we would run into to like nothingness and like I don't I don't understand like it's just yeah. an empty room. And then it just start hitting buttons against the wall and boom, yeah. somehow one opened up. It just kind of forced us into it, but yeah, you right. could open up secret passages. Also, you could mm -hmm. fall through holes in the ground. Oh boy, yeah, the holes are really frustrating. You can't see them either. Sometimes you'll just run into a random pit and it'll take you like a random number of levels back down. Yeah, and it is horrifying when it happens but at that point you can also use that as an opportunity there's two ways to sort of deal with that situation you can get frustrated and die i guess maybe yeah. there's three there's three ways <laughs> to do this you can get frustrated and turn the game off you can just rush to the stairwell because the level will be the exact same as the last time you were there uh, it doesn't procedurally procedurally generate you a new level yeah, yeah. um or you can use that as an opportunity to get more leveled up. So it can kind of be like a grinding opportunity if you want to get a little bit more beefcake uh, to fight the dragon at the end of the game. Yeah. So, you know, if you if you have the uh, the gumption, I mean, all the items respawn down there. All the enemies respawn. Um, so there's really no reason not to go through and just, you know beat all the enemies and just get a get a little bit more powered up in my opinion yeah that's how yeah. i like to attack it make the best of the make a good message best of the worst situation yeah definitely it's for sure it kind of depends i mean when you play fatal labyrinth uh I mean, there's always the pause feature but uh generally i'm never in a hurry when i'm playing it so yeah unless it's, you it's, are i guess it's I mean, a game yeah. you sit back and play you gotta like set aside a little time and just have fun with it yeah, it's nice, nice game. And if and if you have some of the more recent versions, because it perennially gets included in these collections, it's on the Switch, I think. Yeah. It's on um, the 360 too. Yeah, uh, you can you can save your game, like you can use a save state right. in these versions, yeah. which I think is very helpful. And I would say that probably brings us to talking about 
whether or not this game is worth playing uh, in the 1990X style. Do you think Absolutely. so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's so little, really, like you said, there's so little advertisement out for it. Mm-hmm. So little known about it that, like, this would be a game where you'd, you'd, where you'd go to Hastings or you respect their other, you know, rental outlets available uh, back then. Mm-hmm. And you see it, and you're like, wow, you know, I've already played Sonic quite a few times, and I can't beat Vector Man. It's too hard, and I just want something different. You see it in the shelf, pick and, it up. And, and Earthworm like, Jim's creator is a homophobe, so I don't want to play that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess you wouldn't have known that back in the 90s. <laughs> Probably not. I yeah. wouldn't know what a homophobe was when I was little. Like, yeah, oh, at the time, I would have is- still thought gay was an insult meaning stupid. Yeah, you're gay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Anyway. That was that was uh, nobody knew what it meant, but we all used it as an insult, like idiots. Yeah, that's then I was like, ha Yeah, I know I'm happy. Ha ha. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> like I said, if I, like, it would be the game I'd pick up from the local gaming rental outlet because I was tired of everything else, just to try it, just to take a chance. And and I think that if it was the 1990Xs, I think like that's a chance I would be glad I took. Just saying. Same. And I I think it's still worth playing how you would have played it. In the 90s, I, I think oh, yeah, for sure it, it definitely benefits from having a save state if you don't have a lot of time. But I would say yeah. try to beat this game without save states. It, it, it can get a little frustrating. I would say if you have to use the save state, use it like you would turning on your console and leaving it on all night. Right. Yeah. Use it to save your place. Use it as a bookmark. But don't use it as a crutch because I think it takes away some of the fun and discovery yeah. from from discovering you know how this game works, spending time figuring out the mechanics, spending time taking a couple notes about the items you find, and there's there's something very fun and and, and visceral about like writing down notes physically for a video game. Yeah, you know, there's something very <laughs> fun about that to me at least. Not to mention, like, the, the the rewarding feeling you get when you finally make it to the top and beat the dragon guy. Right. If you're just like using save states and going back every single time, You it's feel just not... almost as cool as if you'd beaten Ninja Gaiden. Almost. <laughs> Ninja you, Gaiden's be a like game, I would say, dog. absolutely use save states. Ninja Gaiden needs save states. But... Yeah, but, like, out in the playground, there's, like, the kid that no one messes with because he beat Ninja Gaiden, and then his right. best friend, the guy who beat Fatal Labyrinth, is just, like, his right hand. It's his, his sidekick, yeah. Yeah. If you beat Fatal Labyrinth, you can be our sidekick. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what we're saying. <laughs> That's exactly what we're saying. Yeah. So, uh, how would you how would you rate this game? What's your final verdict here? I give it uh, probably an eighty out of a hundred food, which is good. That's excellent. That's excellent yeah. because if you go over eighty, you slow down. And yeah, if you go we don't want to give it a hundred because you'll die. Yeah, you'll die. <laughs> so yeah no 80 it's like the perfect it's, it's it's a great experience great time okay i think most most of my my greatest sort of like you know bias because they get to play it with you and everything right. but like also on its own it's just it's just it's a game that i think if i would have played as a younger kid i would have like immediately wanted to just have because there were those right. games you played because like there's lots of 64 games i did that too like penny racers and like i have to have this Right. It's so it's so quirky and different, and you're just like this is unique and interesting, and I want it. 
Yeah, I, I have great memories of it. I have great memories of playing it with you. It got me through some tough times. And now, like, the memories I have from those hard times are about Fatal Labyrinth instead of being sad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it's, then it's you one of those games that's always been there. More and how much you die, and then you get sad again. <laughs> yeah. Fatal definitely. Labyrinth will make you sad if, uh, if you get really far. You, not yeah. very long, but it will, if you get very far and then die to a worm that eats all of your equipment and then you accidentally drink the wrong potion and explode. Yeah, and keep in mind, there there are times the game will absolutely screw you over and piss you off, but I think that's worth it. I think it's worth getting through that to play this game how um, it was meant to be played. It's a metaphor for life, man. It was made to be played. Not everything's going to go okay. Things are going to go horribly wrong, but you know what? You just have to use one step back. You just got to make two steps forward, you know? I think I'm thinking too much about this. Probably. <laughs> Anyways, it's what a would metaphor you for it? life, guys. I would say I would probably give it um, enough gold to have a, a really great funeral. Yeah, like a we're, we're we talking like three hundred gold. I don't know I, what the max gold is. We have to find I don't out. know. I would give it the maximum amount of gold because this game deserves a place in gaming history alongside some of the other greats and some of the other genre defining titles because this game. Grave. This in its grave because this game is a defining title of the roguelike genre. I will, yeah. I will come out and say that this this game is, I think, the first successful console um, roguelike game. Uh, not successful monetarily, but sex, successful in making a good game. Um, and it, it, it did so much to open the door for things like the Mystery Dungeon series, which is still going today. Yeah. Um, it's it it opened the door and it laid the groundwork and is largely unrecognized for doing that. Um, so if you have a chance, play this any way you can. Get it on a cartridge. Get it in one of the collections. It's on Steam as an individual game that you can play with oh, that yeah. really cool VR Sega thing that they have. Yeah, they did some really cool stuff with that. Yeah, I love the Steam version of that. Uh, I want to get Steam Link just so I can play that version on my TV. He- you could also play modded versions on the Steam version too, can't you? Like modded versions of other games. Yes, actually, it has um, a version of comic. You can. It has a uh, basically through Steam Workshop. You can download mods and hacks um, that go with certain games, and uh, it, it's incredible because there's so many great Sega hacks. Um, there's a lot of great Sonic hacks, especially. Uh, yeah, so that's something Nintendo don't do. <laughs> yeah, it's really really supportive. Sega has had its issues, but the one thing I can say is they're incredibly supportive of their fans um, because they know, I think that they wouldn't be here uh, still making games if it wasn't for the rabid Sega fan base. Cause there are, yeah. we're, we're out there, you know, and we're still buying their stuff. Um, so they're very supportive in a way that Nintendo really isn't. Uh, and you might say that 16 bit arcade graphics, you literally can't do this on Nintendo or you will get a cease and desist. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, uh, we will see you in a minute with the Chrono Trigger check-in. So, where are you in Chrono Trigger? Oh, yeah, Chrono Trigger. Oh. That game we're supposed to be playing. I can't, no, I, I made a little bit of progress. Yeah. So, okay, I found myself... In Dinosaur Land, back in uh-huh. the 60-something million BC. 
or whatever. And I went to the hunting grounds and I mm-hmm. and I got the feathers. Perhaps you can help me th- with this live on television, on podcast sure. vision, on not vision at all, any kind of vision at all. But so I got the feathers, the tooth, and the and the. There's like three Ajibas you have to get, and then I defeat uh-huh. the rare monster guy, and then right. like nothing happened. I went back to the present time, and uh-huh. I'm in like a monster village. Oh yeah, so I'm I'm about there. Yeah, uh, so what are you wild are you, to get through the hunting grounds? I'm not going to admit it. I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah, <laughs> you you have to know like exactly what enemies to defeat in the hunting grounds, and I can't remember exactly which ones you're supposed to fight to get specific items. But but I got all the items that it's asking for because I remember somebody in the village mentions like you need three three of this, two of that, one of this. So I'm like okay, and then the enemy will appear, and then I was right. like okay, it only appears when it's raining. It took me. I don't know if I just got unlucky because uh-huh. they he will spawn in a different location randomly right. every time it rains. And I just – it took me like an hour to finally get him <laughs> and I beat him and then I uh-huh. was like, okay. So – and I went and talked to the old guy and he's like, yeah, just go back to – he just mentioned something about me going back to present time. And right. now I'm in a house with a monster, a couple monsters who, who I guess fiends took over in this timeline. Um, no, no, you're just on the southern continent. Oh, okay. So, so uh, there's a like monsters uh, still, or I guess mystics is what they're called in, in the Chrono Trigger uh, world uh, in Guardia. Um, but uh, the, the mystics still have a village. Um, there's like very tense relations between mystics and humans. Um, so the mystics still revere like Magus and and have not gotten over losing the war back in uh, the medieval times. Um, so you are just on the Southern continent. So is there something you like, you're not able to find or. No, I, I just, I was confused as to like, uh, if I was missing something or if the only thing you had to do in the proving grounds was to kill that monster. I think so. I'm not sure. It's been a while since I played it. And sometimes I think I skipped killing that monster. Oh, I went. I went to hunting grounds and tracked him down. Took me a while. Like, like you, you go back. You'll go back eventually to. Yeah, I imagine. I kind of figured I would. Yeah. Because like the, I kind of hit a dead end, and then I went through a. I went through a cave. Uh huh. And I did some stuff in a cave. I fought. I don't remember what exactly I did in there, but I went through there and did that whole thing. And I figured yeah. I was going to get another character but i didn't so i was like okay i'll just go back to the original timeline i guess yeah the 65 million bc one is kind of weird because you do hit a dead end eventually um and you're unable to sort of like move forward with that part of the story but you come back and the the main dungeon and the main like conflict of of 65 million uh bc is uh is totally different that main that main conflict doesn't happen until much later um i remember being confused about that when i played the game as well it was like a Just like what what is happening? What am I supposed to be doing here? I eventually figured out to go back to the end of time and kind of got it sorted out. I, th- I think I'm back yeah. on track. But yeah, yeah, I, but I yeah you're just you're you're on the southern continent. I think the next thing you have to do is um, you have to meet with uh, Melchior. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I have not gotten super far. Uh, I spent uh, my gameplay in the last couple weeks just trying to beat uh, Specchio. Because I'm I'm doing the new game plus thing, and I was like, I've never beaten Specchio, um, who's the little, uh, the little chicken looking monster. Yeah, he's um, tough. Yeah. He's so when weak. you 
when you meet him when he when you're really strong, he's even more powerful, and he's like this giant muscled up looking freak. <laughs> you know how he says, "If you're strong, he looks strong. If you're weak, he looks weak." Yeah, that's literal. He's yeah. not he's not speaking in metaphors. Literally, when you are above a certain level, he looks like a like a, a roided out um, version of. Uh, like these other monsters in the game. He look he looks like um Goldo from Dragon Ball uh from Dragon Ball Z <laughs> only gigantic and muscled. It's, Did you beat him? Yeah, it took me several tries but I finally beat him and now I'm about to go to the dinosaur level. Hmm. So I'm this close to to actually progressing the story. I think I'm actually trying to um, what I've been doing is like stopping at certain points when I can and going back to defeat Lavos. So I'm right now I'm just about I was planning on going back to beat Lavos again and getting a different ending. But we'll we'll see how much I want to do that. I may just end up blazing through the rest of the game because I, I got through the medieval times very, very quickly. Yeah, it was it was not hard at all. It's kind of fun to be a tourist, though, you know, to just be God in a world that you've already seen. It's, it's a good oh, yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's tell people about um, the contest here uh, that we told them about at the beginning of the show. Uh, if you read. Uh, if you read, I don't know what I was going to say there. I have no idea what was happening. <laughs> um, if, you if you read, if you ever read, you should try books. They're pretty cool. Yeah, I read that uh, uh, got words in them that yeah, can be read. Neat, neat words can be read. Uh, so <laughs> uh, if you like the show, uh, please consider leaving us an iTunes review. It really helps us go up in the rankings. We're currently doing a contest where if you leave us a review, you'll be entered to win a $20 eShop card as well as a Retro re- Reset t-shirt. If you'd like to see what it looks like, uh, the Retro Reset, t- Reset t-shirt designs are on our Teespring uh, there'll be a link in the show notes for that. I set up a uh, Teespring short at store today. I didn't talk to you about that yet, but we have T-shirts online that people oh, hey. can buy now. Cool. Um, and uh, it'll be the Welcome to 1990X uh, Sega style um, T-shirt that we're giving out with this uh, contest. Um, second place will just win the T-shirt, and third place earns a crisp high five from one of us if we ever see them, but not both. It'll sound like this. That's a, but a little bit crisper. Be Probably a little quiet. bit crisper. That was a little yeah. dull. Yeah. yeah. Um, there wow. we go. That's better. That's better. Yeah, that was crisp. Woo. We'll give you such it's a like high a five. It'll hurt pickle. your hand. Mm. Yeah. Crunchy. Yeah. Salty. It's a Velasic pickle. Um, <laughs> we're also extending the deadline for this contest until the end of June. So it'll go through May and June. Uh, so two month contest. You have plenty of time to leave a review, but please. Do it as soon as possible. Give us a little write-up so we can uh, see what your name is. You do have to write a review. Uh, and on that note, we actually have one review from <sighs> an entrant. Uh, and this is a five-star review from F F Fedco. Mm. Um, I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. Uh, this is a person that uh, I talk to on the Continue Discord all the time. Uh, But it says, uh, sweet nostalgic revenge. That brief period of time around the 90s when video games were ubiquitous, but the internet was not. I was a victim of countless video game falsehoods. And now I can finally be the one to fabricate convincing lies. Uh, I mean, share helpful tips. Yes, that. 
<laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if he's the one that called us and told us about the uh, being able to play through as the gunner guy. And uh, he is. He, he is. He lied. He did? <laughs> yeah. It's not real. Oh. Yeah, we got we got hoodwinked. I think he was one of the people I told originally because I, I, I thought, hey, maybe we can do this where people can lie to us, too. And I, I was like bandying that idea around. Well, um, I guess we asked for it. Yeah, we kind of did. But that's yeah. part of that. That is part of the experience, right? Is sometimes you're going to get, you know, information that isn't real. Um, I didn't look it up. I just I, I I talked to him and he seemed shifty when we were talking about it. So I'm I'm almost positive he made it up. Yeah. Now, oh, well, yeah. I have, it's, it's the playground, man. It's the way it works. It's, that's yeah. the way the rumor mills work. Uh, so that's, that's pretty fun. So thank you for the review. And again, if you would just go on iTunes, you can, you know, you don't even have to have an iPhone. You can just make an account, go in, leave a review and you can still enter yourself in the contest. Uh, and we will be running more contests in the future for our little secret project coming up in July. Heck yeah. But that's for another day. That's for another July day. Yeah. Or maybe so, really before July day. Summertime what do we, what do we got coming next week? So next week, make sure to stay tuned for our bonus what is it our uh, side quests which we'll be talking about our uh, we're going to take a a, 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 dis- a decisive walk down memory lane about our favorite games we like to play during the summer a little start of summer games yeah and one of those games is not summer games yeah the, the game mean, yeah well it could be could be. I mean, it's possible, but it's not on my list. Let's put it that way. That's true. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. If you would like to uh, contact us or follow us on the social meds, we got Facebook, we got Twitter, we got email, we got Gmail. Not we got both. Flavor Town. We got we got Flavor Town. We got an Instagram. Just follow <laughs> us at, at Retro Reset Pod on any of the platforms. We're probably on it, and we've got a Twitch. Uh, and we're going to stream pretty soon, so follow us on Twitch if you get a chance. Uh, and we'll see and, you next time, guys. And make sure to call us on that good old hotline. Leave us your message. Yes, we don't, ha- we don't have any this week, but for Super Mario World, uh, yeah. please start leaving messages as yeah. soon as possible. We'd love to hear from you. All right. See you on the next cast of Pod Persuasion. Bye. <laughs>